0: To us, magic sounds like this extraordinary thing, pulling a rabbit out of the hat, coming out of nowhere. But it's here, it's real, and the more that we are open to the unseen, to the energies of this world, to abundance and manifesting, to calling in and growing, the more we'll be able to call magic into our lives. Join me as I share stories, wisdom, and curiosity around connecting with your higher frequency, tapping into the synchronicities of the universe, and opening up to the unseen possibilities that this world has to offer. I am your host, Dana Faye, and this is the Ordinary Magic Podcast. It's downpouring right now, and I'm looking out my living room window, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. I feel so grateful as It has been really dry lately and really humid and hot, and our earth needs some rain, at least where I'm living in the Midwest of the United States. This rain is very welcomed, and it's very easy to feel gratitude inside my body right now for this rain, and that feels really good. And recently, I've been really paying attention and being aware of the vibrational state that I'm in. I don't think I quite understood it until recently when uh, a lot of people were talking about raising your vibration and what vibration are you sitting in and how we're going through a great change and this world is moving from a 3D reality to a 5D reality. And a lot of this has to do with the vibrations. And as I'm watching the rain pour right now and just like hit the roof and that's making a certain vibration, I'm really, really starting to step into the realization that we are vibrational beings. We are light beings and we have vibrations about us. And I definitely want to dive down this topic more of how do the different feelings inside us show up as different vibrations? How does anger show up vibrationally? How does joy, how does gratitude? The one that I feel like I've have noticed the most has been gratitude. Because I've really learned that having a gratitude practice, at least for me, really doesn't do anything unless I am feeling the frequency of gratitude in my body. And how do I describe it? It's like in my heart center. And I just feel this almost like this inhale and then this just really good feeling inside my chest of just, wow, I'm so lucky to have this experience. I'm so lucky to be watching the rain. It's this like huge, huge gratitude feeling inside my body. And recently I've started to play with just trying to get that feeling vibrationally without having to tie too much meaning to it because I feel like then I can invoke the vibration of gratitude whenever. And even if I have to come up with a little bit of fake gratitude. And as I'm saying this, I am totally thinking of the parallel of Harry Potter of in order for him to be able to cast his Patronus, he has to be thinking of his happiest, most joyful memory. He can say the incantation, but unless he's really feeling in his body something that's just so happy and joyful, this this energy that's going to help him cast his spell to protect him. This is a spell to help protect him from dark energies. Okay, my mind is being blown right now. Okay, so I am talking about being in a certain vibrational energy and the positive ones, right? And this isn't about bypassing the bad ones. We definitely want to sit in our emotions when they're when we're feeling sad and angry, resentful, jealous. Those are our clues. That's the real spiritual journey is actually diving into those emotions and being curious, be a little investigator. Why? do I have that emotion right now? Why do I feel that way? But what I'm talking about is the difference of sitting in that vibrationally for like three days in a row versus saying, okay, I'm going to cast my spell and bring a new vibration through my body in order to protect myself, in order to protect my energetic body from unseen lower vibrational states. And we know those lower vibrational energies are out there through the lens of human design. We are energy beings. We're picking up energy everywhere from everybody. And there's a collective energy. And I think a lot of you, regardless of if you've tapped into this or not, can agree that the collective has created two very prominent, maybe three energies, and that is stress, fear, and anxiety know that you can create those energies on your own, but you can also really pick those up from the collective. And I can't believe this. I am such a Harry Potter nerd. I love this so much that I'm tying this back to my early adolescence, one true love, and that was the world of Harry Potter. But he had to fight off the dementors and he had to learn this super hard incantation to protect himself. And he couldn't just swish his wand and say the spell He had to feel in his body the most happiest feeling. And at first he couldn't get it. He was just trying to picture himself winning Quidditch, his favorite sport. You know, he's always really happy doing that. But that wasn't something that he felt in his bones. It wasn't until he actually made up a memory That wasn't even really completely true, but he made up a memory of him being with his deceased family, his family he loved so much. And he felt deep in his body, this joy, this ecstasy, this just pure happiness. And then the Patronus charm just came out of his wand like so much easier. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I am just starting to have this like clarity and aha around that in order to raise my vibration and to cast my spell and be in that energy more often to protect my energetic body of lower frequencies. And this isn't trying to be in a fearful way. You don't want to completely box yourself out from the world. We want to be aware, but we can have autonomy over what energies we choose to pick up throughout the day. And How fast we're choosing to move on from an energy that was lower vibrational in our being. Even if you created it on your own or in a conversation with a person, let's say you just created this feeling of anxiousness, like, oh my gosh, I have so much on my plate and and I'm anxious about the future. I don't know how XYZ is going to go. I can feel that already in my body. Like, oh, okay, I'm heightened. I'm my breathing became more shallow. I'm feeling anxious. Okay. How can I cast my spell right now to protect my energetic body, to protect my aura and to allow high vibrational energies in and keep them in and release the vibrational energies and thought patterns and words that are not serving us? And that's by feeling it in our body. So what does it mean to feel an energy in your body? First, we have to get Embodied, we have to bring ourselves back to our body. And there's many ways to do this. You can do that through meditation. You can do it by going on a walk without any headphones and just paying attention to the heels of your feet striking the ground. Pay attention to how you feel, how you're stacking your torso. Do you have a little bend in your lower back? Are you locking out your knees? Or are you standing tall? just paying attention to how you feel. You can do this by making a cup of tea, sitting with it, holding with it, paying attention to your five senses. How does the cup feel? Does it feel really warm in my hand? How does it feel when I take a sip of tea? Follow the awareness of that liquid running down the back of your throat into your belly. How does your belly feel? That is starting to bring the awareness back to your body. One of my favorite meditations that I learned or even you could call this a visualization, it was by Elisa Romeo and from her book Meet Your Soul and she had you picture this golden orb at the front of your forehead because oftentimes when you're not embodied, your energy is more at the front of your head. and she had you just sit with your spine tall or sit in a chair with your feet flat on the ground and allow that golden orb to come back into your head, almost between your ears. And I even put my fingers up by my ears and like follow that golden orb so it's in the back part of my head. And it's amazing when you bring your awareness to the backside of your body, it almost makes you recline backwards a little bit. It almost makes you tip back. And that is such a fast way to bring the awareness into the back of your body. My understanding is the back of our body really represents the primal part of us and the front of our body is really representing this modern intellectual part of us. So trying to bring it back into the back because our most primal self is the best way to get more embodied and connected and grounded to this earth. So bringing this back to how to feel these vibrations in your body, how do you feel joy gratefulness, happiness, love. I'm trying to work on that one. <laughs> when I do love, I'm really, I engulf myself with a pink cloud, a pink, beautiful, rosy cloud. And I try to feel in my heart center. It doesn't have to be right over your heart, just in the middle of your chest. This like love feeling, this deep love. And, and what you can do is use a memory that you have from the past. You, I use obviously you know, when my daughter was born or falling in love with my husband, something that I was truly, truly, truly in love with to reinvoke that love energy. And just like all energy practices, this is a muscle you have to work. And I love this realization that the realization that I've been having lately is that it is important to work on your energetic health. As much As much as I love diving down different spiritual modalities and trying out different channeled meditations for meeting your spirit guides and talking to people from the other side and all all that kind of category, recently I've been called to really just work on my health, physical, mental, and emotional, and energetic, And what I'm finding is I'm doing these guided visualization meditations, which, by the way, a lot of them I'm following Brian Coulter, who we just had on the podcast. He has an amazing um, podcast show that's called Expanded Consciousness with Brian Coulter, and his visualization meditations are like like seeing a Reiki practitioner. You do your own energy medicine on yourself. He takes you through and you picture different colors and different energy centers. And I always end those meditations feeling renewed and reinvigorated. It's like having a cup of coffee for your physical body, except for your energetic body. What these visualization practices are for are really rebooting your system and bringing more health to your energetic body and also practicing releasing negative or lower vibrational patterns or thought forms from your day, your week, your conversations, your whatever you were reading, whatever you were watching. They help you release it and then they allow you to keep the high vibrational energies in So bringing this back to gratitude, feeling it inside your body, start to play around with this. So step one, sit in your body, however you like to do that. If it's standing in the grass outside so you can feel the grass on your feet or sitting in a chair so your spine can be nice and tall, your feet on the ground, or if you do like sitting with your legs crossed on the floor as close to the ground as possible and relaxing, start with taking a few deep breaths. You can even count it if that helps you relax your mind, you know, inhaling for four, exhaling for four, inhaling for five, exhaling for five, until you calm your nervous system. From a calmer nervous system, it's going to be easier to feel these high vibrational feelings. So once you're in that calm state, invite the feeling of joy to your body. And just like Harry When he was trying to figure out his Patronus. If you don't feel it right away, think of a memory or a time when you naturally felt joy. I can think of a time when I naturally felt joy, and that was White River rafting down this river in Costa Rica. I mean, it was just that forced joy upon me. I mean, I had my love for. Kind of adrenaline sports for the extreme things, and then my love for the beauty of nature—it just was jaw-dropping joy. So I, I would sit in my body, bring myself back to that memory, and then allow myself to simmer in that feeling of joy. And as you simmer in it, inhaling, bring it all the way into your head, down through your arms, your fingertips, down through your torso all the way out through your feet, exhaling out any negative thought forms or patterns or low vibrations. And then when you inhale again, expand that joy outside of your body in your aura. And if you need help, like visualizing your aura, put your arms out, see your wingspan. And now you see that whole circle around you is your aura. So just like charging up the Patronus in Harry Potter, we're charging up our aura, our vibrational state. And we're bringing more joy and it's protecting us. It's protecting us from the dementors of earth. (laughs) I wanted to jump on here today to actually talk about your energetic body and how to protect your energy. So you have an energetic body. And even though our five senses can't see it, You're going to be seeing it soon as we keep navigating over these next couple years of the great change. Everybody's abilities to sense their energetic bodies are coming online. Just like when you walk into a room and you notice there's a change in the air or the new environment is different than the previous one you've been in, you're picking up on energy. You're reading energy or you feel you were with somebody and you were really happy in the morning and then you had an interaction with someone and you left feeling drained and depleted, your energetic body was involved in that. So it's important for us to focus on our energetic health, especially after we start this relationship with the universe, we can start asking the universe for help. Universe, please, I feel like my energy is not that great today. Can you help bring awareness around how I can change my vibrational state, how I can step into better energy. Or, hey, universe, I'm about to step into this crowd of people tonight. I'm going to picture a white cloud around me, a glittering white cloud that is protecting me and my aura, only allowing all the high vibrational energies in and releasing anything of low vibrational energies. Or a wonderful practice, either during the day or at the end of the night, is just to sit in silence and you can close your eyes. Again, feel your body, get into the back of your body, feel it. Picture that white cloud around you. Oftentimes mine is pink. It's just I'm really trying to work with the vibration of love right now. And so pink has been my cloud a lot lately. And... And get in that cloud and just ask, hey, universe, please, please release any lower vibrational energies, any energies that are not serving me, that are not mine. Allow them to melt off my body and then pay attention. Oftentimes, I literally feel a melting feeling. And for those of you that are like, what? No, you don't. I think I had to use my imagination in the beginning of all this. Somebody else told me they could feel a melting feeling. And so I thought, okay, I'm sitting in meditation. I'm sitting in this cloud. I the first book I ever read told me to put up a sentry, which is like an object to protect you. So it was a rose. I had to put up a rose. So I would put up a rose in front of me. I'd be closing my eyes, I'm trying to follow what was in the book. And and then it'd say, you know, okay, now allow the low energies to melt off of you. And at first, I think I pictured like sweat, like sweat dripping off of me. But not before long, as I'm building my muscle of tapping into my energetic body, I could really feel energies, the weight of low vibrational energies falling off of me. And then it's always nice to do a little prayer of, you know, please release this into mother earth. Thank you, mother earth for grounding and transmuting this energy into love energy, into high vibrational energy. Connecting back with the earth, if that's something that you feel motivated to do is always a great idea Oftentimes we were so up in our head with computers, you know, on uh, commuting to work, a lot of conversations, checking social media. I mean, everything is pulling us away from the rhythms of the earth, which is much slower than our world is moving. But knowing that you can tap back into that and Once you have your practice down, I mean, this does not have to be long at all. This can be five minutes. Doing a guided visualization practice is amazing. You can really start to visualize, use your imagination, and then soon you'll be where I'm at on really feeling it, really feeling the vibration of gratefulness in my body, really feeling low energies releasing off of me when I remember to do it. (laughs) Oftentimes it takes a little bit of, drama in my life to be like oh yeah i haven't cleared out in a while why don't i do that first and then i can have a little mental clarity around what is mine that's going on with this drama and what is just something i'm picking up from around the world so through the lens of human design when you look at your human design chart most of us have centers that are undefined they are white those little squares and triangles and the diamond in the middle If any of those centers are white, that's where you mechanically pick up energy from other people. So that's the proof in the pudding right there. Then you can come home and go, okay, I know I pick up energy for me. I pick up energy in my spleen center. So I pick up fears from other people. I pick up primal fears about health and wellness. And I often pick up sickness a lot. This is the primal center for your health and wellness for fears. So, remembering to come home and say, okay, wherever I've picked up in my spleen center, or actually when I'm out and about, practicing energy protection just a little bit more. So, take that meditation that you did in the morning with that bubble around you. For me, it's a pink cloud. And when I'm out and about, if I am feeling like, ooh, I might be picking this up from someone, this fear that's really not mine and not healthy, I'm going to put that pink cloud up right now. And just even bringing that awareness and imagination is so helpful. Or for somebody who has an undefined heart, in their human design chart. You have nothing to prove in this lifetime. You don't have consistent access to willpower. So from one day to the another, you're not supposed to be go, go, go all the time. You're not supposed to be competitive all the time. You don't need to prove yourself. But if you're around somebody with a defined heart, who's really in their, their heart engine, you may feel this like drive to succeed, to conquer the material world. And that's great for a certain amount of time but if you come home and continue that you will get wiped out. And so coming home and sitting in your body and say, I release the energies from today that are not serving me. I I ask that the high vibrational energies stay with me. I invite in the feelings of joy, love, happiness and gratitude. I release any low vibrational feelings, conditions and thought patterns. That I have or have picked up along the way. So, those are my recommendations for protecting your energy body. This is a pillar of health. Just like eating healthy food, exercising, getting a lot of sleep, cleansing your energetic body, being aware of your energetic body is such an amazing pillar of health. And guess what? It's not a (laughs) $1,000 supplement plan, (laughs) it's free. Just take some exercises, some patience, some time in your schedule, some contemplation, and some awareness. That's it. So my challenge for you is to start bringing some pauses in your day, to tune into your energetic body, name what you're feeling, release what's not serving you, keep the rest, and then at night, are you able to set aside anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes to either sit in silence and meditate off any vibrational energy that's not serving you, or to follow a guided meditation that really works for you. All right, switching gears to our energy update for the end of July. We are in Leo season, baby. I love the Leo sign because I can relate. It is my ascendant and it is my south node. So I, I love this energy and I have a lot of friends with Leo sons. So happy birthday to all you guys with Leo suns. So what does it mean right now? The sun is in Leo. So the reason I'm explaining this energy is that it is most prominent on earth. And if you know what this energy is, you can work with it. So last month I explained about cancer season, very watery, very emotional, a lot of things happening deep inside us. I wonder if you resonated with that at all. Now we're moving on to Leo, which in my opinion, gives us a little bit of a break from all the emotions that were coming up. Leo is a fixed sign. It's a fire sign. This Leo energy is enthusiastic, powerful, expansive, and creative. It's generous and extravagant. It can be dogmatic and fixed in opinion. The ruling sign is the sun. So you can imagine Leo, this energy shines bright. This is also kind of the end of summer before we start school. If anyone knows a Leo in their life, and again, this can be anywhere in your chart. It's great to learn about all the signs in your chart, but especially if you are a Leo sun, moon, or rising, this should really resonate with you that you kind of want to be in the spotlight. You have this side of you that's a bit of a performer. You want luxurious things. This sign really is in correlation with the monarch, the kingdom. You know, Everybody look at me. That's the Leo vibe. So I wanted to read a little bit from an astrology book that I have that I thought was really informative. So think about this as the energy that Everybody is sitting in right now for the next month ahead. It's from July 23rd until August 22nd, but I'm going to be reading as in you, as in you're the Leo. So the inner you, you have larger than life emotions. Whether you're experiencing joy, despair, excitement, or love, it might as well be playing on a giant movie screen. You feel you have an important role to play in life and you're going to find it. You need to be involved in the world. In fact, you tend to think of any plan or project that you're part of as an extension of who you are. You believe in taking action. Your immediate reaction to any problem is to do something about it rather than sitting around pondering it but you're extremely sensitive and you try to hide this fact under a lot of bravado. It's very important to you to get others' approval. What makes you special though is that in spite of all your inner qualms, you jut out your chin and walk head on into any challenge. You have a deep-seated need to prove your worth not to others, but to yourself. You'll tackle any job just so you can say, I wasn't afraid to try. So that's the inner Leo. And then the outer Leo, how other people see this energy is you have a regal quality, a way of standing out in the crowd, the unique combination of the excitement you project, your sense of style, your way of speaking, and your laugh is what draws people to you. There are also Seduced by the fact that you think big, which feeds their own fantasies of success and power. They're attracted to your energy and enthusiasm and your taking charge attitude. They assume you'll take a leadership position, but some people dislike what they consider your king-sized ego. They think you hog the spotlight and that you're performing even when you're perfectly serious and sincere. They question your sincerity. Others regard you as a show off who merely talks a big game. And there are those who think you have the temperament of a demanding, spoiled child. (laughs) I actually saw this astrologer on Instagram talk about Leo's season. And he was like, you know, because everybody's jealous of Leo's. Like if you have a Leo in your chart, people might be jealous. I'm laughing because it's just, it's a performer energy. It's bright. It's shiny. It's ruled by the sun. This energy wants to be in the spotlight. So. Whatever you have left on your bucket list this summer, whatever desire you have inside you, go out and do it. Go be your own performer of your life the Leo energy is behind you to shine bright. So I encourage you all to do that. Okay. So the human design gates currently, as this episode drops, we are in gate 31 gate of influence. It's coming from our throat center, of course, very Leo. This is all about communication through leadership. So until July 31st, The sun is in gate 31, and this is the most prominent energy that you can work with. And it's all about being highly influential with a strong voice that others listen to. So whatever you've been trying to project or lead on, the energy is really here for you to do that. So maybe perhaps in spring, you planted the seeds, you planted your vision, and now we're here towards more the end of summer. Your vision has grown. And now this energy is behind you to really communicate that out, okay? The energy is in your throat center. So whatever it is that you are super interested in right now and you want to share with other people, let go of any insecurities, self-doubt or small talk because the energy is behind you. Go ahead, move forward, speak it out, whatever you are trying to share with the world and the gate of influence is behind you on that. And then on July 31st, we move into the gate of retreat. I love this. Both of these gates are coming from the throat center, which is the center of manifestation. And also the center that gives you the energy to speak your truth, which is very Leo. It's very stand on a stage and I am just going to let it ring, right? So we went from the gate of influence, which sounds like a little bit louder, to the gate of retreat, which also involves communication. But it's more focused on clarity around deep individual and collective remembrance. It's more about retreating. The energy gives you the strength to retreat and take all of these stories and lessons that you've learned and really contemplate them, think about them. You can think about these during periods of silence. And you'll be able to weave together more compelling, succinct, and wise narratives that have the potential to really deeply impact people. So I love this reminder. It reminds me that Leo energy can be toned down. I can spend some time retreating and really contemplating on a topic, on something that I'm wanting to grow through. After all the deepest spiritual work that you can do is to walk through your life and be the witness, to bring awareness to it and go, okay, I really don't like how I responded there, or I don't like the words I used. Why did I say that in a way, or why did I say that in a more negative way? So you retreat, you contemplate, maybe take stories from a certain friend who felt confident in sharing with you and take all these lessons weave them together in the quiet moments of your contemplation to then bring out the lesson forward. So we go from the beginning of Leo season here, the gate of influence, the energy is behind you to be more influential, to manifest for the greater good. And then on July 31st for the next six days. So until August 5th, stepping into the gate of retreat, retreat a little bit and then come forward. Once you weave together all of your lessons and bring it to wherever, whoever needs to hear it, wherever your intuition brings you. So I hope you all have a wonderful Leo season here until almost the end of August. Enjoy it. Ordinary Magic is a Lit Path Studios production produced by Jamie Gale and Dana Faye. Music is by Shane Ivers. Until next time, I wish you many powerful moments of ordinary magic.